Manic, Musings and Ramblings About Love. Prologue. I wrote this book and recorded the audio in the cold Midwest winter. Being there reminded me of home and heartbreak. When the snow is gray and the sky is too, I experience the longing of a love lost or an adventure now behind me or what didn't work out that I wanted so badly. I realized that the heartbreak I experienced in my life still lived so vibrantly in my mind. Some of the recent experiences I had with loss and feelings of uncertainty and longing for what had been missing from my life sparked me to begin writing these stories. The stories I chose to write in this book are made up of some of the best moments of my life. Even though the men in this book may have hurt me, I don't believe they did so intentionally. I have been able to look back at the love and romance I've experienced with these men fondly because the good memories were always what broke my heart. There are no villains in this book or specifics that would hurt the men I once cared for or those I always will or or those who are still active in my life. Relationships are complicated. Being human is too. In the end, understanding breeds understanding and I understand all of these men now even if I didn't then. The moments we spent together have taken up space in my life for good reasons. Those reasons had nothing to do with me finding the right partner and everything to do with me becoming a better person. Every story and every love taught me something about my strengths, my weaknesses, and what I wanted. I wanted to find my authentic voice in the context of a relationship and be loved for it unconditionally. Understanding helped me find that, and that is the last chapter in this book. Understanding and love won't be understood at its core until you read the other stories. Truth be told, I cried a lot in between chapters as I wrote them, read them back, and edited them. It was therapeutic for me, so my hope is that whether you are a man or a woman, these stories might help you remember and feel something and process in your own way, with or without tears. Tears are not always representative of sadness, but a release of tension or memories or something stuck in my system. As I cried and recalled these men and the gifts they gave me that didn't always feel like gifts, I was able to uncover more memories than I thought I had. I want to express them in a way that I remember to be true while honoring their privacy. You will read a lot about extremely intimate moments and exposed truths that I felt willing to share. Without them, this book would not be true or raw like I wanted it to be. You might be wondering why this prologue and book at times is written with few periods or pause points. That is the way the mind and sometimes the mouth speaks when it comes to being in love or lust or moments of heightened feelings. I invite you to get lost in the words on these pages in the same way that you get lost in your thoughts when being with someone feels wild, exciting, energetic, and maybe even deranged if you were to expose the ramblings in your brain to the world. The heart and mind don't speak through filters of appropriateness. They speak the truth unrestrained when in love. Read as fast or as slow as you please because this is meant for your reading pleasure to inspire you to remember your own stories. Reflect or be entertained by tales of simplicity and complexity of what did and can and will always be present in relationships between men and women. 
As I wrote these stories, I did share them with a few of the men who I write about in this book. The possibility that I might write a hateful story about them meant a few of them were apprehensive to read what I sent. That's not the kind of book I'm interested in writing. Their acts of grandiosity or gentleness or intelligence fed the love I had for myself, the true love that had been lacking in my life. Through their words and actions, I eventually saw myself more clearly. Remembering our time together in its purest sense was important to me. I interpreted feelings in the stories only through the actions and words that I remember because that was all I had to go on. I thought that would be most honest, but of course, all memories are different and not always reliable, even though I believe mine to be somewhat superior, if I'm being honest. Concentrating on these stories has been the best thing I have ever done in my life. I've realized that finding the right combination of elements in another person is mandatory for me to stay. Most people want adventurous sex, hand-holding, and intellectual stimulation to come in the body of one person. I used to think it was impossible to find, but I left that thought behind as I wrote about each man. We all have many sides to ourselves that are likely to be exposed if we are not asked to show them. Often this is how we fuck up in the beginning. We want to see that they are sexy, fun, caring, smart, and so we try to poke and prod it out of them. But experiencing a person in their entirety requires nourishment and time. We rarely want to wait and end it prematurely, citing red flags that have everything to do with the past and nothing to do with the person standing in front of us. It's fear. That's understandable. It just won't move either one of you a very long distance. I have often wondered why so many men that I have been with chose another woman over me. Often the other women ended up being their wives or their life partners. Working through these pages made it more clear for me. I discovered that my strength is being open and honest, and it is also likely why some men didn't choose me. The longest and most incredible relationships I have had were with men who were honest too. We were both willing to look at ourselves through the eyes of the other. We opened up and let down our guard, and the relationship unfolded and helped us really work with our shortcomings. What fell short was fearful and intolerant, wanting the other person to act like a person they were not. Those things were short-lived, but we had to get honest and tell the truth before we could let it all go. Before writing this book, I have thought of the intensity in which I love someone as a disability. I see right through to what I love about people very quickly. Writing this book helped me understand that is a superpower that has opened me up to possibilities with people I would have otherwise not seen or experienced it's allowed me to piece together what is most important to me in love. There were many other stories to tell. I chose these stories because they brought me to new heights and new learnings and more love and better love. I think I helped these men do the same. I don't need them to tell me as much, although some of them have. Love or dating or romance or lust is not normal. It is an existential experience. The exception is animalism and love, which you will read about. There's nothing like being in love or seeing your life through the lens of being with another person. Considering this, in the midst of a breakup or confronting rejection, it's hard to accept that it was worth the risk. 
When the pit in your stomach subsides and you can eat a meal again, you begin to understand, and understanding mends you from the inside out. I understand now why some men didn't want to be with me and why I didn't want to be with them. Things simply weren't aligned to work out or they would have. It all makes sense, and that's what's most important to me, even though I have lost my mind in the throes of a love so sweet or nasty or pure or complete. My guess is that you have felt like you lost your mind too, because otherwise you probably wouldn't pick up a book with this title. When you find the right one, you will likely lose your mind for a time, but then you will remember parts of the reality that didn't make sense, and it will all come together in your mind. Once you understand, you might just find the love you thought you would never have. Something unconditional. Not only for another, but for yourself.